Let's go ahead and get into my favorite part of the show. My favorite part of the show is the things... No, this isn't my favorite part of the show. My favorite part of the show is just being here with you guys. Aww. Isn't that nice? <laughs> Give me the deception. That is what I want. Uh, this is one of my favorite parts of the show. It's the things I forgot to tell you last week. This is a series where I tell you about stuff that happened in the week that you probably didn't know about. So we talk about it, and the first topic is, is Kevin Samuels gay? And if he is, it's okay. And if you're gay, it's also okay. But for all the talking Kevin Samuels does about women and how to get them and how to treat them and how to be with them and how to please them, is he making a suggestion that we as men should probably give up on women and just be gay? I don't know. You judge. Let's listen. Yeah, man. That's literally it. So are you telling us, so are you saying you want the black race to die out? In that case, because if that's it, there are no women, or would it be better for him to go make a shade of uh, brown? You make a, you make a point. The shade of brown is better than nothing. That's all I'm saying. We need to start advocating yeah. for men who want to be with men. I understand the impulse, brothers. I do. But our women are not showing us. I don't care what they say. What are the women showing? That's the ultimate thing. Are the women showing what they're saying? Hold on. Want to be with men. I understand. That's all I'm saying. We need to start advocating for men who want to be with men. I understand the impulse, brothers. I do. You do. But our women are not showing us. Because you I don't care what they say. What are the women showing? They show it. You know. And I'll say this, and I'll say this once and then I'll move on. It'd be the it'd be the loudest dudes in the back talking about shit they about. And then when they move to the front and get in that spotlight, and they can't, and they don't know how to dougie. If Kevin Samuel is gay, I'm okay with that. But if Kevin Samuel is gay with the notion of knowing that he's made a career off of bashing women... It just leaves a, for lack of better terms, bitter taste in your mouth. And for all we know, he might be comfortable with that taste in the closet. But hopefully he comes to terms and, you know, come out the closet, Kevin. Clap it up for Kevin Samuels coming out the closet. Clap it up for Kevin Samuels coming out the closet. Welcome. We welcome you to what we like to call in the black community freedom of expression. Welcome. Um... Neat trimmed haircut did hoops coach rule violate Schweeney's mission school policy. This is another weird story where one, two, three, four, five, six, six black kids are being exposed to racism by someone they're told to trust. Uh, one of these fuckwit coaches made it, I think it's this one over here, made the statement that. Uh, in order for you to play on his basketball team, you have to have shortcut hair. Now, short and neat hair, and he specifically said no dreads and no braids. Now, there's something interesting about that statement because if you look at this picture, that statement was made back in like 2020. 
But this picture is from 2013, and I've looked at a host of other pictures, and it seems to be that pictures from those years don't show anybody with this haircut. So was this an internal policy he was forcing on his students? Furthermore, uh, that is textbook discrimination. There's literally laws backed against it. You cannot discriminate against someone based on the the texture or context of their hair as long as it doesn't cause injury or harm. And for this to be made a policy for a basketball game is very, very weird. It reminds me of the story I did about the kid who was wrestling, who had the do-rag, and they made him cut his locks just so he could wrestle. And it's this, once again, this ownership complex, right, for for people in position of power. When, when, when we talk about uh, oblivious white people this is who we're talking about someone who's willing to say your hair has to be like mine my guy my skin isn't even like you so how the fuck is my hair going to be flat like yours like is this over is this is unwilling thing and you want to know something that really def- mystifies them is because our hair can defy gravity because i can do shit like this with my hair i don't need no gel or shit like that I, my hair just can do this we're fucking magical and that bothers them. So he needs to find a way of captivating and and and, and trimming that down. And the easiest way to make a, a black person less, in my eyes, less of uh, a, a parent in a room is taking away the ability to describe their hair. Now, this is no diss to all you bald kings out there. You know, get your beard right and do whatever the fuck you want to do. But black people with hair are just cooler. I'm going to just say that. <laughs> Black people with hair are cooler, so there's that. But this guy's a fucking idiot, and I think we can all agree on that. Um, This is an interesting story to me because for the longest I've been told there's supposed to be a separation of church and state. But as a, as a Muslim boy growing up in this country... That was very easy for me to understand because there are no states that largely represent the Muslim faith. Maybe ground zero in America. That's where they build a mosque. Um, The thing that you have to be cognizantly aware of is the people who find a way to mix these two together. You're just speaking nationalism and cult like behavior. And there's this church, uh, a QAnon crowd of uh, Tivalangelists. I never know how to say this word. But it's a church in Texas. And these are the the weird, like, type of, like, religious nuts. Like, they take their religion to another level. Like, these are the people who will storm a capital for their God. So, let's just hear this thing, and then we'll talk about what they're saying. And what they're chanting is "Let's go, Brandon." Now, if, if if don't if you're confused by this, you're not alone. The what "Let's go, Brandon" chant is something that was started by uh, a a, Q, a bunch of QAnon people who are just crazy people. But it was originally started by Trumpists on the right. It was it all took place basically. There was like they were at a NASCAR event, and there's a chant that used to go around saying "Fuck Joe Biden." And that was something that we say, but obviously you can't say that on TV and you can't say that in large crowds because it, the connotation and what it carries. And it's, it's just all around vulgar. 
But as they were chanting, let's uh, fuck Joe Biden, a NASCAR driver, from what I understand from this story, was literally being interviewed. And the person who was interviewing him in an effort to kind of sway the commentator because the NASCAR driver couldn't really make out what they were saying. He thought that they were cheering for him. And, it, and the driver's name was Brandon. And literally, it took off from there. Like, the, it's the most boring origin story on earth. But this is what you get from Salmonella-ass uh, motherfuckers like this. Like, these Mayo warriors are good at what they do, being cringy. Like, it's just bad. But that's the origin of it. It's very stupid. And no one, no one with a, a brain cell really enjoys it. Um, let's talk about hypocrisy, shall we? Um, <laughs> oh, damn. Keisha, you're so right. Let's talk about let's talk about hypocrisy. Now, take for a second. You're in North Carolina. So what's significant about North Carolina? You experience flooding once a year, with an increasing issue and attention to intensity every year due to global. Uh, warming and uh, climate change. So it would behoove behoove you not to put certain presidents in place so that you can constantly keep your constituents safe in their circumstances and situation. This would be what a normal person does. But if you're a Republican in 2021, what you do is you vote no against the infrastructure bill that would have helped your people and it's still going to help your people irregardless of how you voted. But then you put out a tweet saying that we must do something as lawmakers in order to prevent our, us from not getting the appropriate funds. This is this is all this story is and this is all this person is. And I, it's just to point out the hypocrisy. You didn't participate, but you somehow, someway, you want the clap. Like... It's like, that's just not how audience uh, interaction work. If you don't tell a funny joke, you don't get any laughs. You can't, like, it's just weird. But that's the hypocrisy of the Republican Party. They live in it and they're woefully aware of it. Like, they welcome this type of stupidity. Um, GTA, the GTA Remastered Trilogy Edition, I did not buy. Um, Just straight up. GTA is like one of my all-time favorite games. Um, GTA was a game that I played religiously, like all throughout my college and high school years. And I did everything in there. I had all the cheats. I did all the weapons. I had all the money. But the thing that really just drove me to GTA, the thing was it, it was just that they were able to tell interesting stories to me, right? Um... It, it was just like so fun. And uh, of course, my favorite version is San Andreas. But I'm not a, I'm not I'm not falling for the same trick twice. Right. If I really want to play this game in its most original, authentic form, like to go see the cup of coffee scene and everything, I'm going to pull out the PlayStation 2. You guys know I got it in the back. And you guys know I got this disc mint condition. I'm going to play that. But for all the other people who didn't keep that, you could play this game, but remastered. But you have to play it, and it's not good. The remaster is horrible. It's getting horrible reviews, and it just begs the question, how much longer are we going to have to rely on these people working on our nostalgia, right? 
like how much more BS do we have to take where we're constantly giving our money away to companies who are just wasting it on nostalgic things and not even using it partly. So apparently the reason why the the translation was so bad and the remaster was so bad is because they were using uh, like algorithms to do their things. And the algorithm isn't very good at like identifying faces, as you can see in this example. Like these are just bad takes and it's just like no effort no care put into the system so like why are we spending money on this it's just come out with gta 6 you've been literally gta 5 has been on three different platforms now so like we get it's safe to say come out with gta 6 it's okay we will buy that game right like we'll buy the game people you can we can do this we can move past this now but yeah it really hurt my heart to see that this game doesn't good because there was a part of me that said, I wouldn't mind revisiting Vice City or Liberty City, but not when it looks like this. Um, a case that is sort of being swallowed by two bigger cases going on in the country. Shout out to the seven people watching right now. Much love to all you people. Um, clap it up for you people. Um, a case that is being ignored right now in the grand scheme of things because we have the McMichaels who murdered Ahmaud Arbery. They're on trial right now. Um, we have this uh, pretentious little asshole Kyle Rittenhouse who's also on trial right now. But this case by this officer, Kim Porter, she might not be getting the attention she deserves. Um, Kim Porter was the officer who stopped a, stopped a young black man for a traffic stop and proceeded to do the thing that is used to uh, to humiliate black and brown people during traffic acts, remove them from the vehicle for minor offenses, to put them on display so when people drive by, the association of seeing us in handcuffs and being patted down is, we're bad, he probably did something bad, when all she really had to do was say, hey, and, remind, and this is a reminder, she pulled him over, not even for speeding, it was for having air fresheners in his in his in his rear view mirror which is a simple which it, is just you bugging with just you bugging i looked it up at the time of this arrest they had 1500 rape kits that hadn't been tested yet you we had more important shit for you to be doing but once again it's not about enforcing laws it's about demonizing a group of people and that's how they do it that's how they do it. That's how they're going to get like people like him off. So she ended up pulling this guy out of the car. And of course, he's nervous. He's concerned. And mind you, she was training a rookie. The rookie didn't even fire. She says that she's going to tase him, but pulls out her service weapon and shoots him and claims his own accident. Uh Okay. Um, but yeah, so her trial is coming up, but there's sort of this under undergrift thing where they don't want to put this out on to the national public. And I think that is definitely something that should be put in the national media's eyes. Uh, she killed a man in cold blood while screaming she was going to tase him. And as a veteran of the officer system, mistakes aren't acceptable when you get to kill people 
uh, with impunity. So we want to see her get justice served. Hopefully she turns into a similar situation like what happened with the uh, Amber Geiger from Dallas. Hopefully we get that type of justice. Uh, send her ass to jail. Um, YouTube is sad that people are hitting the down button. The down, the the down arrow on people's videos. Like this has become a major issue, and I'm I'm of the mindset where, okay, I've been on YouTube since 2016, or at least social media. Like, there's nothing people can really say that's gonna bother me anymore because I've heard it all almost. So in my mind, it's like I i just don't know like what people would expect to see like change because people are going to be people on the internet i think it's uh, it's up to and, and i don't take for granted people who are more sensitive to it because the comment section is a fucking landmine but there is something that needs to be said about you being a content creator if you choose to make content you also choose to take the consequences for that content so if someone doesn't like your stuff, that's their way of telling you they don't like your stuff. You are, as much as you are allowed to enjoy people's comment and praise of you, you should be open to people's criticism of you, regardless of your stance or whatever it is. You could be making a, a loving poem to your grandmother. And if your bars don't add up, hey, yo, grandma died for nothing, homeboy. Like, that's just something you got to deal with. <laughs> like, that's just something you got to deal with. But I am a person who traditionally loves the dislike button because the dislike button tells me immediately what the content is about. And this goes along the lines of like if I'm editing a video, if I'm trying to learn how to code something or I'm looking for like musical notes or like visual aids or something like that to to help me in a video. That thumb up, thumb down uh, stuff tells you a lot of information about what what the video contains so you don't waste your time because if the video is like 14 minutes long you don't want to figure out at minute 10 the video is trash those those indicators are really good but apparently youtube is going to do somewhere they keep the thumbs down on the screen you can hit it but only the person who made the video can see it which then again ruins it for the main purpose of what people like me would use it for so Uh, nah, I mean, you know, uh, Richard, what's up? Richard Buckins, what's up? What's up? Uh, thanks for joining the stream. Hope you like, share, and subscribe, my guy. Appreciate you coming through. Oh, I don't. It's just, oh, I have a rebuttal for the Rittenhouse case, but you're going to have to see me in the next segment because this is my things we forgot to tell you last week. If you got a few more minutes, I'll be talking about that in the next segment. Uh, the dislike button is part of the algorithm, though. Stop being, yeah. I, people are allowed to have feelings, but at the same time, uh, to your point, Keisha, maybe I am being too soft on that. Maybe I am being too soft. Uh, toughen up, Keisha says. God darn it. Gosh darn it. Um, Elon Musk is trash. Uh, <laughs> and I've always said this about Elon Musk, and people don't believe me. Like, he's a dude from South Africa who got his money during apartheid. And his and got it from his father off the backs of people that were being uh, discriminated against and had their land taken over. Um, it's just crazy to see that this dude who built like he he didn't create Tesla, he just bought it. Any 
everything he's ever created and pushed to market is been made is going to be made better. Like when Tesla came out, Tesla is a great idea, but they are not a car building company, and that's why their cars are so trash. Like that's why G- GMC and Ford and all these other places are making cars and they're making them better. Like they're making their Jeeps and everything better, their designs, and they're just suited because he's not humble. But Elon Musk has been on this power trip lately because he's been either confronting like the World Health Organization on or the World Food Organization or whatever to talk about feeding people. And he was like, okay, I'll sell six billion in Tesla if you guys can prove that this money will help end world hunger mathematically doesn't pan out but does it help yeah the fact that you can do it on a whim why the fuck aren't you like what you can make that money back in less than six hours um then he pushed it to a limit where he had a poll on his uh twitter feed where he was like if this if i x gets him enough votes or y gets enough votes i'll donate so i'll give up this much money it hit the point where it said he had to give up the money we heard nothing and now uh, Bernie Sanders says we should demand that extremely wealthy, the extremely wealthy pay their fair share, period. There's nothing extreme about that. The extremely wealthy should just pay their fair share, not a cent more, not a cent less. Just pay what you owe. And Elon Musk got a South Field. I feel I keep forgetting that you're still alive. Like Bernie Sanders is definitely not the end of his rope. And if Bernie Sanders passes away in the next few months, like, how's that going to make you feel? Oh, you did it to own the lives? It's just, this is like the human nature. I talk about people like this. Like, there, there's this illusion that you, you think Elon Musk, like, and I'm saying this as a person who owns four shares of Tesla. He's trash. <laughs> like, but if you can't do that with your heroes, are you sure you're... Are you sure you're that's your hero? And are you also sure that you're not a grunt versus a sidekick? Um, this is one of my favorite segments within a segment. It's the it's it's the Herman Cain Award. For all you guys who don't know, the Herman Cain Award is an award I give to people who taunt COVID, make fun of COVID, and do a bunch of horrendous shit as it pertains to COVID. And then they promptly die from COVID, just like the great, late, great Herman Cain, who said, COVID, fuck around and find out. And Herman found out. So <laughs> I, I enjoy I enjoy covering these stories for two reasons. One, because hopefully someone you know and love can reach you in time. If you still think COVID's a joke, if you think the mask mandates don't work, if you think the vaccines aren't here to help you, hopefully someone can reach you before it's too late. Because Jeff and Chrissy Golf, 52 and 49 respectively, from Uniontown, Kentucky, she was a RN who was anti-vax. And her the husband, I believe, was an officer. Both dead. She died 1031. He died 1113. And their deaths would normally be very tragic. But the thing that escalates this to a certain level, this is them, is that their daughter, Lindsay Goff, turned 27 and nearly died three weeks afterwards and is still suffering 
from the effects long haul, they call them long hauler effects of COVID. Literally, surv- a, a surviving image of what could happen to them, and they called the bluff. And she makes videos now for the university explaining this, and you can just see the. And before, and I'm not even playing the video, but just look at her eyes. This is a woman who has spent countless hours begging her people to just do something of relevance, you know, begging them to protect themselves. There's a situation now she has to embody where she doesn't get to walk down the aisle with her father, nor does she get to get the final, the the passing from her mother because of politics, because of hearsay, because of fuckboy twats like Jimmy Dore. Because my body, my choice. I was reading articles about like other things this pertains to like human nature. This is why history is so important because this has already happened with the smallpox. This has already happened with seatbelts. This has already happened with lead paint. This has already happened with fire alarms, water sprinkler. Like people have put up fights against multitudes of things for no reason other than to my body my choice remember your liberties end once they begin to infringe on my own if this virus put an L on your head and for every day you denied it it ate a little bit of your flesh away people will be vaccinated in a heartbeat or if that L could spread to other people you we be gunning down these people in the streets. But it's invisible, so we like to pretend like it's not real. Oh, Keisha, you know, you know I'm good for it. Um not taking the vaccine doesn't impose upon your rights. Uh, okay, so to answer your first part, it's a therapeutic, sure, but therapeutics can also provide, it's a therapeutic to the extent that it's not a, an immuno vaccine, so it doesn't have a dead version of it. I think you're absolutely right, people calling it vaccines, we talked about this on the show once, people calling it vaccines isn't the correct term because to order to be a vaccine, there's a dead part of it inside of it. The vaccine is the most translatable force, but you can gain immunity through therapeutics that that's more than possible uh i don't i don't know like what the point is there but like if your theory is correct how would you explain someone like me never having any antibodies from me having it only having the resistant strains of the vaccine so it provides its own type i guess is what you could say but mrna is a a wonderful therapeutic that is definitely going to change weight. Like they already coming out with studies that say they can cure diabetes. I bet you there's a bunch of people who are getting tired of paying $325 a vial for uh, insulin who can't wait to take that shit. Um, and also they're coming out with a pill here pretty soon. So uh, you don't have to take the ouchie no more if you can't handle the pain. And you're right. Not taking the vaccine doesn't infringe on my on anyone's freedom, but if you want to go outside and live amongst us, you need to be vaccinated because if you're not vaccinated, then you're spreading the virus. Come on now. Come on, Richard. Can I call you Dick? 
Come on, dick. I know you're smarter than that. Um, let's talk about let's talk about the importance of of knowing who you stand by. It's important for you to know who you're standing by because when tough decisions get made or things get said and you're standing by them, you look guilty by association. I want you guys to focus on her. Even though this is about him, I want you to focus on her. I want you to focus on her. All right? Sadly, uh, Investigator Lowry yesterday is that the right Reverend Al Sharpton managed to find his way into the back of the courtroom. I'm guessing he was somehow there at the invitation of the victim's family in this case. And I have nothing personally against Mr. Sharpton. My concern is that it's one thing for the family to be present. It's another thing to ask for the lawyers to be present. But if we're going to start a precedent starting yesterday, we're going to bring high-profile members of the African-American community into the courtroom to sit with the family during the trial in the presence of the jury. I believe that's intimidating, and it's an attempt to pressure. She's she's contemplating right now. She's contemplating. She's hoping because everyone knows what's going on here, and she it, it's just not dawned on her. It's not dawned on her yet, but she's like, no, he's not doing this. Not right here. Not right now. Right? Could be consciously or unconsciously an attempt to to pressure or influence the jury. Obviously, there's only so many pastors they can have. And if their pastor's Al Sharpton right now, that's fine. But then that's it. We don't want any more black pastors coming in here or other Jesse Jackson, whoever. <laughs> Look at the judge. Look at the judge. Oh, why did he say black? Why did he just say pastor? Why did he have to say black? Like, how do you tell me you're racist without telling me you're racist? Like, tell me you're racist without saying the N-word with the hard R. Tell me you're racist. Look how red they got this man. Look how red. Like, this is a judge who had to adjust himself in the seat like, shit. (laughs) Look at the judge. Like, if you make the judge do that, you probably not winning that case. That's just a personal opinion, but let's finish. Was in, was in here earlier this week, sitting with the victim's family, trying to influence a jury in this case. But I think the court can understand my concern. And there it is. That's the look. That's the look of a, of a poor attorney who has spent $280,000 to pay for law school, master's degree, undergrad, and... She can't get, she can't make it big in Atlanta. You know, she can't get on with the firm. She tried to get on with the firm, like a a movie firm or to be like a economic or something. She tried, she couldn't do it. So she, they said, you need more experience. So she went out to Brunswick, Georgia. She went out to Brunswick motherfucking Georgia to go get that experience. And her department decided to pick up basically a modern day lynching and defend the lynchers and this is the look of someone who's made a terrible mistake in life even though they've made all the right decisions 
she realizes she will forever be posted on the flag of being on the wrong side of history alongside this idiot who's more worried about how he feels about a black pastor like he might as well just said no more (laughs) no more n-word pastors right like about bringing people in who really don't have any ties to this case other than political interests Uh, and we want to keep politics out of this case well, I will tell you that I noticed him once and that was it. And the fact that nobody else even noticed that he was in here means that everybody complied with this court's rulings on sitting in this courtroom and listening to the evidence. I don't hear a motion, and I will tell you this, I'm not going to blanketly exclude members of the public from this courtroom. Good on the judge for admonishing him. Good on the judge for admonishing him. But just remember, people, don't be this. Look at that face. That Look at the she. Like, this guy, his life's over. He doesn't care. He, he's just here for a check. She's probably married well off. And then he's an officer, so, he, you know, he's scumbag anyway. This dude, this is a dude who's out there chasing ambulances. And she's just looking for a way out. Your hair's going to turn gray. And things are going to go very bad for you. Very, very bad for you. So just keep that in mind. Okay? (laughs) Good luck to you. Good luck to you. What we got in the chat? Um... (laughs) Man, it's crazy. Uh, It's crazy. Um... Yeah, that Lindsey Graham, that Lindsey Graham vibes, man. That Lindsey Graham vibes. Oh, Ethan, is that you? Ethan, I already gave you instructions. If you want, if you want to be interviewed, you got to email me. We got to discuss some, uh, some logistics, and also some abiding guidelines. Uh, what we got? If <laughs> you might like this story, uh, conspiracy theorist Alex Jones found guilty in Sandy Hook's defamation cases. This is a very interesting situation, especially since uh, your First Amendment right kind of trumps a lot of things. And the First Amendment right, if you can prove it to a certain extent, not even prove it. Like, you just have to be able to differentiate. You can get away with it. But the fact that he didn't even want to fight this means that the evidence he has is so damning, he wouldn't have stood a chance anyway. And it's much better for him to say when he's being sued to say, well, I never got a chance to defend myself. So how are you going to sue me for it? Which could like lighten a little bit. This is a dude that has, who's pretty well off and he has ruined these people's lives. Like the kids from Sandy Hook, over 20 kids killed, six adults, I believe killed. Like this is, it was atrocious. And this guy was out here saying they were crisis actors. People would have to move. They would be terrorized. Like, it's just a boatload of things. He deserves everything that's coming for him. I hope they get the bag. Man, fuck Alex Jones. Hey, Ethan, this is a good story for you. Uh, if, if, you're, if you're considering it, a brothel, this is our last story, a brothel is offering sex to people who get the COVID vaccine shot. Um, where is this at? This is in the European country. It has to be a sex brothel in Austria. Uh is advertising free sex for anyone who gets the vax who gets vaccinated on site. Customers can get their jab 
along with a voucher for 30 minutes with their lady of choice. That is awesome. <laughs> At the club on Monday evenings. Promotions will last through November in hopes of getting shots in arms and clients in the club. Look at look at the sex industry, the oldest, greatest industry to, to man's knowledge. Still holding it down for us. P.O.P. Hold it down, baby. But this is very unorthodox. You're absolutely right. But I think there's a great opportunity here. I actually read up on this story. I did a <clears throat> I did a deep dive and looked at some of the models. Yo, shot or no shot, a few of them models could have got it. But that's just me. That's just me, right? That's just me, right? I would have did it. I would have did it. But I'm already vaccinated, so I don't have to worry about that. But hey, that's just some things I forgot to tell y'all last week. That's the whole segment. That's what we do here. We talk about things we forgot to tell you last week. Um, <laughs> hey, I appreciate all y'all being here. But if you're here right now and you haven't hit the like button, I don't really fuck with you. No, I'm just playing. You're probably a little bashful because I know like 78% of people watching this right now aren't subscribed. You could help a brother out. I appreciate that. You know, we out here doing the, the growth on YouTube and shit like that. But if YouTube is not your swag or maybe you've been banned off of there, don't don't fret. Twitch is where it's really at. But it's so hard to find through the belly grind. We're working overtime. And I'm sleeping prime. Shorty on my line and we fuzz and fight. Seems like every night. Don't care who's wrong or right. I hope the end is like slower than the